I sit there, eh? That's where I sit. Oh, I sit here better, no? Anywhere. Uh, where then you can see me better? Okay. There, yeah? Yeah. Okay. okay. Comfy? Yeah. Mm. Are you comfortable? Yes. Yeah. You are? You have no work yet. Are you tired already? I don't want you to sleep and then fall into the tree. Don't worry about the tree. You will break one of the thorns, you know? You okay there? Oh, you okay? You okay? Good, good, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, okay. Now, did you have enough food? Yes. yes. Because you overwhelm the place. I worry, I don't know how they cook. But it's really okay? Yes. And good food? Yes. Who say, I don't have miracle? <laughs> you know, even the kitchen knows how to make miracle, yeah? Right. So you happy, huh? Yes. And going home some tonight, tomorrow? Tonight? Tomorrow. We have to work, you know that, right? Yes. It's good to be selfish, but <laughs> but it's better to work for others, okay? Uh, when uh, we leave this world later on, we will have plenty of time to be together, okay? And we will have plenty of time to be selfish. Yeah, up there, there's nothing else but ourselves to enjoy and to frolic in happiness forever, okay? So right now, we are here for some reason, yeah? We must work, okay? Save some of our brother and sister who is still are lost in the direction of the world. I have to show them. Maybe they come with you, maybe they don't. But at least you say, I know the road, come with me if you like. Okay? Some will come. Hmm? And the one who follow you will not be lost. Hmm? Okay? Right, we must work. Just like before you were lost and you know what it's like. Yeah, it's very, very much suffering if we don't know where we're going. Yeah? So, thank you for coming, but thank you also for leaving. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> what I mean is, thank you for, you know, saving the time that you could enjoy here, and then to go back home and work for the world, yeah? I know some of you have enough money, you could stay here forever, I know that, Yeah? It's just I don't have room for you <laughs> forever. You could even rent a hotel outside or something, I know that, yeah? Or apartment nearby, you know, simple together, can do, but we not do that, huh? Let's not do that. Let's do something better for everyone else. And now and again, you know, you live simple, you save money, you come back, okay? Hmm. Did you watch the new program that I request them to show, you know, the Vietnamese traditional opera? Modern opera. The uh, cowboy and the <laughs> weaver. No? Yeah. You didn't watch it? In Vietnamese. Opera. No? <laughs> you did not? Okay, okay. Never mind. I just condensed a story for you. Mm. She is a fairy, yeah, in heaven. 
And he's a cowherd in heaven, right? <laughs> and she's a weaver down here. And they fell in love with each other. And you're not supposed to. Okay? In heaven, there are no personal romance. Should not. Well, if they fell in love with each other. So heaven, you know, law is strict. Yeah. So because of that, he cannot stay in heaven. So he has to be exiled onto earth again. Just like one of you. Look at yourself and you know. You know why you are here. Huh? <laughs> Up there you're not supposed to fall in love, but you did. <laughs> now you're paying the price. Cooking every day, <laughs> washing the nappies, cleaning the floor. Huh? It's a price to pay for your personal <laughs> love. Selfish love. Hmm? So now the heaven, you know, also touched by their love, but uh, law is the law, no? So he has to go down. Fine, then they met each other, yeah? Every seven lunar new year, in the middle of the seven lunar new year, the crane, you know, will make like a bridge from heaven to earth so they can meet each other, something like that. You watch it, okay? I have already told them to do things, and you have to watch it. Huh? Yeah. You cannot keep asking, for example, a question like yesterday. Yeah, we explained that all already. Yeah? Economy, everything I already explained. Long before, and in many of the seminars. Yeah? And uh, jump back to the, uh, the basic, and well, it's not a good. Understand, you have to watch Supreme Master Television to catch up with the flow. Yeah, I even have to watch it too, uh, to pick out your mistakes, of course. <laughs> Despite all the uh, the guidance and the correction I made, you still make mistakes. Yeah, never mind, it's okay. Nobody knows, only I know. <laughs> and also it's to know what's going on in the world, you know. I have to even watch other TV programs when, when there's something to watch. All right, now, so we, uh, we have a romance like the cowherd and the, the weaver, okay? It's like that. Now and again we see each other. Uh, maybe not once a year, maybe twice a year, so who knows, yeah. I never thought we can accommodate 800 people here, you know. It's not in the plan. And then because you heard that this is the last time you can see me, somebody say nonsense. <laughs> so all of you come at the same time. That's why, yeah? Supposed to be two times and become one time. Now we're just uh, repairing, yeah, for a few weeks and then it flow in again, okay? Now, we can't even have 800 people and why not? Look at this. <laughs> not too bad, is it? I never thought because 400 people, 500 is more comfy, that's all. Are you uncomfortable in some way? No? no? <laughs> Are you still okay? Surely? Yes. Yeah. What love? No elevator. <laughs> That's one good point, at least. At least, uh, because elevators sometimes too high, you know? Too many people, or sometimes electric cut off. Oh, that's a small 15 floor walking. Good exercise. <laughs> yeah, so you okay? Even 800, you okay? You don't have any uncomfortable feeling? Complain? No? You all right? Truly. Oh, wonderful. Then we just continue doing this. 
I worry, number one, bathroom not enough. Number two, no room for you to sit. Or this is supposed to be my exhibition hall for me to paint and all that, you know, do painting and keep it there. But I said, no, too many people, we have to open it. Yeah. So anyway, I could also open this every day, it doesn't matter. Just that I didn't know this even enough, you know. And we have only two, uh, you know, it's uh, originally a dining room. Mm. The reason we are here is near the sea, the fresh air. And we have forests around here, fresh air, good for you. Even you don't go to the beach, you can have sea, sea air come in here, you know, good for you. It's only 10 minutes walk. You know, my walk and with my dog. <laughs> you, the Western long leg, you, you make it in no time. <laughs> you fly down there. <laughs> it's very quick. So even 10 minutes walk, but the fresh air is still here. And around here is a protective area, you know. There's a park next to it, the park near there. There's some even goats running around in the park nearby. You walk out two or three minutes, you see goats running all over, you know. And there's a picnic park for people, picnic park here. And mountain there, trees here, every tree is protected. If you cut without permission, then you cut your license too. <laughs> yeah, be punished. Yeah, very wonderful. Hmm? Good, hey? Fresh, no? Yes, it's not too bad. Here, autumn already, and you just, I wear like this, I feel hot already. Yeah? And winter, you just maybe wear like that, it's okay. A jacket, even maybe thicker jacket. It depends on how thin your blood is, but otherwise it's, it's, it's good, even if you have to sit outside in winter. Mostly it's, it's warm, 16, 18 degrees, yeah. 13 max, yeah? Never snow. Hmm. So even if we have to sit outside, we wear more clothes, it's okay even. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like this, all year round we can celebrate. Yeah. Celebrate our freedom inside. Yeah. <laughs> the freedom that costs nothing. Oh, it does cost some ticket, but airplane. <laughs> and the tray, <laughs> the stainless steel cup <laughs> for food. So that's why I thought, okay, it's better here than over there, yeah. Over there we can accommodate 6,000 people, but you know what? If so many people come, I don't think we can be in peace either. This is small, but we can take turn to come. It's more private, I mean more individual. Yeah, you can see me more in no need binocular. <laughs> like Bangkok, huh? <laughs> Even binocular is useless because the rank is too far, right? <laughs> All right, this is good. We can't have everything in this world, right? We have what we have and we're happy, huh? Okay. And uh, I thank you again for your love and your dedication to work to help the world, yeah, up to now. We have to continue, yeah? All right. No choice. We just have to be good, that's it. There's no other choice. Only one choice. Be good. Uh, there's another choice, like, you're not good, you're not bad, but that's lousy. Huh? We don't want to be not good, not bad, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lousy choice. Be good is a good choice, yeah? Right. Okay, I'll tell you another story. Remember Meng Tzu? Meng Tzu, the last time? Okay. Remember I told you many kings and royalty came to ask his advice? Okay, so this is another king who came to him now. Hmm. Uh, his name is Qi Xuanwang. It means the 
uh, the king of Qi, the king of Qi, yeah, he came to Mengzi and asked him, how would a leader of a nation cultivate his virtue uh, in order to um, build up a royal empire and also control what is under the sun, you know, the whole world, and this is what he meant. He didn't really mean the whole world, but he meant like his country at least, or many more smaller countries, yeah. So Mengzi tell him, first, if we know how to respect our elder, our parents, our uh, elder brother and sister, loving them, and from this personal affection, you can uh, spread it out into the whole nation. First, you have to know how to love your kin, yeah? And then you can know how to love other citizens. If a king knows the art of this universal love, then to govern a country is very, very easy. Um, in one of the Chinese classic, it is stated that... Uh, there's a king called Wen Wang. Yeah. He's one of the very famous and virtuous king of China, revered still up to this day yeah, for his virtues and uh, uh, good uh, governance, yes. Really work for the people. Yeah, dedication. Now, okay. First, the Wen Wang, I mean the king Wen, he... Uh, cultivate himself first into an example of perfection to make a good example for his household such as his wife his children uh, his uh, brothers and sisters and then uh, because of that his household is very peaceful coordinating together. So his heart is also very pacified. So he can uh, feel very uh, easy, very relaxed. Then he can take care of the nation's great business. Yes. Uh, you see, I told you also, from logical reason, yes, that first we have to take care of our house, yeah, our family members. We have to show them love, affection, concern, dedication, and consideration first. Then they will feel we love them. Then there's no conflict within the household. Then you can have more relaxed mind to take care of other stuff. Your job, yes, or your work, the work of the world, like go out and help the people and all that. If your heart is disturbed, your mind is not pacified by some conflicts in the house, yes, by some unpeaceful event in the family. You keep thinking about that all the time, don't you? And your business suffer, huh? Your job may be damaged or not completely fulfilled. And see the affair of the world, you have no energy to continue or you cannot do it uh, wholeheartedly or more efficiently the way you would like to be. 
is like that. It has to start from ourselves and the family, I mean, our surrounding people, and then the country and the world. It's very logical. And no need a saint to understand this. No need for us to be a saint to, to, to understand this thing. No, it's logical. Yeah, we can do that. We can understand it by our own personal feeling, right? When we have quarrel with loved ones at home, you have no heart to concentrate on your job in the office, yes? And anything you do, you feel heavy. You feel like you don't want to do it. Maybe you drag yourself doing it, but your heart is not there. And you don't feel happy with the outcome of your work because you you don't feel like you've done your best, yeah? Your mind just keeps bothering by the affair at home, the, the unfortunate or sad affair at home. It's like that. So, uh, of course, the king may know this himself, but sometimes he's too busy. So he has to go and ask someone who has true experience and who truly practice what he preached in order to impart to him this knowledge. So it has more power than he understands, and it lasts longer, the impression in his mind, so that he can practice it. Besides, it never harm to be reminded of good things, right? We eat potatoes every day, the Irish. We, <laughs> we eat bread every day, you know, the European, the American. Why not listen to wise, sage, saintly word every day, right? Therefore, we must uh, read this, you know, wise books, yeah? Remember the wise teaching of the old sages, or we watch a video or listen to some good counsel every day. That is no harm at all. It will do us good. Yeah, very good. We have to be reminded because our mind also forgets. Maybe he doesn't forget the mind. He keeps putting it in some corner. And then every day you have all the negative things coming or even all the positive things come and crowded him. That little wise sage talk, he stay in a little corner here, squeezed to death in there. <laughs> Cannot even breathe. <laughs> he tried to speak something to you, but he choked. <laughs> Too much cramping in there, you see? So we have to also squeeze in something new. Yeah, that's what it is. Every day renew our knowledge. Yeah, even the theoretical knowledge, it helps us. It helps our mind. The soul knows everything already. It's just the mind, the ego we have to deal with. So every day we have to feed him something nutritious so that he doesn't make trouble, he doesn't fall sick, and then he will cooperate with us to do good things. That's what. So every day you have to listen to good teaching. Huh? Maybe watch Supreme Master TV, something. <laughs> because I have told them to collect all the wise wisdom of the ages from different religious scriptures to put in there for you. Oh, not just for you, but I mean for whoever interested. That's also to let people know that all religions are one. All religions are sacred. The teaching is sacred and all teaching the same thing, that people do good, be good, yeah? And be God, even. Hmm. All right. Now we continue, we go back to the country of Qi. The sage... Mengzi continued to advise uh, the king of Qi. Thus, okay. Thus, we have to expand our compassion 
our loving, kind nature until it spread all over everywhere in all the corner of the world. Yes. Uh, we have to uh, be charitable to every corner of the world, everyone who needs. And because as a king, only if you be charitable, if you share the wealth, you take care of the needy, then not only you can keep your family happiness intact, but you can also win the heart of the people. And you can keep your nation in peace. Yes. If people are happy, contented, they will never want to upset the thorn, right? Yes. Or to go to the uh, capital and, and take the things from the royal household. Because we sharing, sharing, sharing. People are happy. They know when they need it, they will get help. Yes, and when they don't need, then they have job to do. They can take care of themselves. But in case emergency, they can always count on the king, the good, virtuous, charitable, generous king, to help them overcome or uh, pass the time of uh, need. Yes, so people are contented and happy. Yes, you see. This is very wise, very logical, very simple, very logical, but very wise and very deep. So simple that everyone understands the logic of it, but so deep that not many can practice it. That is a problem with the world. That's why we have hunger. That's why we have war. Because we worry too much about our pockets and forget that the more we share, the more happiness we have. The more people are happy, the more happiness we also gain. It is like that. It's truly like that. I talk from personal experience, not because I give so that I can gain happiness, but it's a byproduct. And then you just feel happy, by the way. Yeah. He continued, yeah, his advice. On the contrary, if we... Uh, just a hoarding thing for ourselves and become selfish and, and even cruel and uh, inconsiderate to other people's need, then uh, I am sure we cannot keep the family intact even. We cannot keep the family together even. He mean maybe divorce or, you know, separation. And also the country, you will not be able to control because the people will revolt against uh, the royal uh, rule and then you will lose your throne even. Yes. Just to prove it. Remember in Europe they made a, a research about which country is the happiest country in Europe? Yeah. Which was it? Denmark. Denmark. Fine. Fine. And no matter which country. Okay? The rule was that the country whose citizen has the, all the basic needs covered, yes, and all the basic uh, needs secured, yeah, either by government's uh, policy or by the distribution of wealth or by just the safety of the people. Like, okay, even if you don't have job, you don't have money, 
you will be not hungry, not be on the street, not be without clothes on your back. You will be not die, be dead by hunger or by cold on the street. Well, in Denmark, if you don't have clothes, I I don't want to think about it. In winter, it's uh, 30, 40 below zero, you know? So if that country government is not benevolent enough and not take care of people enough, they will die, you know? Because any time you could lose your job, hmm? it happens. You could have accident and you can't work no more. You could fall sick and you be fired because you can't continue to, to serve in your capacity. Yes? So anything could happen to us as a human, as a very frail mortal. Anything could happen to us. Or the breadwinner suddenly die for some reason. Then the household would suddenly face with, uh, you know, danger, yeah, lack of many things. So if that benevolent government of Denmark take care of the citizen, the basic needs, you know, I mean, not everybody rich the same. It depends on your religion or your luck and all that. But all the basic necessity of to cover human safety and uh, human health, they have it. That's why they're happy. You see, many other countries in Europe more or less also happy. When they say the first country, the happiest country, the top ten of the happiest country, okay, the second happiest country, maybe just mm, one point less or two point less, more or less they're happy, happy, happy together. I mean, majority, generally speaking. So uh, the top ten countries of Europe, more or less the same in European standard, okay? Yeah, I have been to their country. I see that people are happy, happy, and everybody have, you know, what they need. House is very decent, you know, and people are really, very really contented. And such a cold country, my God, you wouldn't imagine. <laughs> The Californian people would not imagine to immigrate there. Almost winter all the time. Summer lasts two months, if you have it. <laughs> Eight weeks. And you would think it's forever because summer is beautiful there, you know. Green, lustful, air is so cool and sunny. Every people happy, happy. And winter is terrible, terrible. <laughs> but still, they don't immigrate anywhere. Because they're so happy in their country. So it is like that. You know, when you're happy, anywhere will do. Truly like that. Before I also mistake, I thought I have to live next to the sea to be happy. I have to live next to the mountain to be happy. No, it's not true. When I live in a place, I was so happy, happy. Just I don't have luck to continue to live there all the time. I got to go out. That's that. I have to go out in the public. That's it. And I know and I accept it now. <laughs> I always try to hide it. It doesn't work. I think it's all your fault. <laughs> you sit at home and you say something in your heart, I don't know what. <laughs> Master, long time no see. It's high time you come out. <laughs> Wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. We want some candies. I guess, huh? Yes or no? Uh, I know it. <laughs> Master knows everything. <laughs> Right, I don't mind. It's okay. If that's what you want, I'm willing to serve you. Hmm. As long as you walk where I walk, so that you don't lag behind and suffer. Yeah? Because I cannot keep waiting for you, huh? You grown up, you big, you tough, you bigger than me, you walk. 
okay? <laughs> I just point the way and you walk. Hmm. You can walk slow, you can walk fast, but walk. Huh? Hmm. All right. Where are we? My God. I was just uh, trying to prove the point here of Meng Tzu, yes, that the country, you know, the top ten, they're really happy because their basic needs is covered. Not necessarily that they earn a lot more than you earn or anybody else earn. Uh, in fact, this is not so true because they pay a lot of tax. Like Norway is also one of the happy countries, right? They pay like 40%, 50% tax. And Canada also is also a happy country. Pay a lot of tax. People don't mind because they know that they can trust the government. No matter how much tax they pay there, they still have enough to live. And if they don't, the government will uh, subsidize for them. Even they know that if they pay tax, uh, it is for when the time, a rainy day, they can't even count on it to get back what they need. You see what I mean? Yeah. And they go to hospital and all that. So cover free. They never worry about whether if they get sick, they'll be dead or they will uh, uh, be bankrupt or paying off or have hospital bills. You see what I mean? So even in such a country where tax levi is so high, people are happy because they know the country is well. The government is clean, uncorruptible. So they don't mind. You see, they work hard, they pay tax, and they're happy. They don't have luxury too much, maybe some of them, because if they pay so much tax, then it's just probably enough to live. But they're happy because they trust the government, you see. If you can earn the trust of the people, governing a country is pretty easy. Yeah. Otherwise, if people don't trust you, no matter what you talk, how good you talk, is uh, no good. Yeah. People have doubt in their mind. They don't trust you. That's no good. Okay, so Meng Tzu was right. Huh? We have good example here. He said, on the contrary, if we are selfish, he mean the king, you know, <laughs> the leaders, if selfish, inconsiderate, and uh, also n- ruling uh, uh, tyrannically, then uh, not only you will lose your family, your family will be all broke up, but you will lose also your throne. Yes. Yeah. If the king is bad, sooner or later the people will revolt against him, and of course his family will be either killed or have to run away somewhere, and there's nothing uh, peaceful and no good family anymore. Huh? Maybe all broke up because his family will be killed. Some members will be killed, or he himself too. Then he will lose everything. That's the thing, that some people don't get it. Yes, if we cannot keep too much, you know, if you keep enough, then we will have everything. My grandmother used to tell me, you eat less, then you will eat longer. (laughs) That's what she said to me. Because sometimes she cooks simple, you know, and she said to me, eat less, and we will have food longer. Yeah, Yeah, of course, everything you eat, the whole thing today, then tomorrow no more, no? (laughs) Yes. Just like you have to save some money in the bank, huh? you don't spend all your salary. You put some in the bank and you save some. And of course, the interest will generate, and then you, have, you, you use it slowly, slowly all the time. Hmm? Hmm. Good. Right. 
he continued to say to the king of Qi that uh, thus all the brilliant king, the enlightened kings in the world since time immemorial always try to cultivate, to guard their virtue more than possession. They value virtue and moral and wisdom more than possession of the whole kingdom. That is the way of the saintly king. That's the way of the wise kings of old. Yes. Okay. The king of Qi was, of course, uh, taken in all that. And, of course, asked him to enlighten him more. So, Meng Tzu continued to tell him. See, in the old time, the kings of old, they, they really uh, focus on how to be a good king. Huh? They don't focus on how to control the people. They focus on how to win the heart of the people by making them happy, how to cultivate their virtue so that people truly love them from their heart and not just by their tyrannic power. Yes, Therefore, they spare no, no expense, no uh, uh, trouble to invite saintly persons, enlightened sages to come to the palace or they travel all the way to some remote area of the mountain jungles in order to uh, seek advice from the wise and virtuous one. Yes, that's why we have so many excellent kings in China and in Vietnam. I don't have enough time to study many other kingdoms. And nowadays we have also some. For example, the governments of Denmark, yeah, Sweden, Norway, Austria, uh, who else was there? Ireland. Uh, no, I'm talking about Europe. Huh? Ireland. Slovenia. Yeah. Iceland. Iceland was in the ten. Iceland belonged to Europe, right? Yes. yes. Okay, okay. Mm. Thailand may be good king, but the government keeps jumping up and down all the time. <laughs> this uh, prime minister, he was fired. I just read it today on the news because he was hosting a cooking show on TV while he was still in a government job. <laughs> just that. Well, the people already, you know, storm into governmental building and demand his resigning anyway. And then now they found an excuse that he was cooking on a TV show and they fired him. I hope you won't fire me because I host, <laughs> I host a cooking show on Supreme Master TV. Please don't fire me. <laughs> I have many jobs. I need to, okay? And I also have to design clothes and modeling the clothes and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I still have to socialize sometimes, go out eating with other people, you know. Sometimes officials or business people, yeah. I have to do many things, okay? Please don't fire me, huh? <laughs> I cook with a good intention. <laughs> I prefer that I don't have to cook because I'm not the chef or famous, uh, uh, you know, four-spoon restaurant owner or anything. It's just that uh, I thought if I chip in, you know? Yeah. yeah. Something simple for the kids to, sure. to cook 
And if the kids know how to cook simple meal, they don't feel like it's so difficult to cook. Right. Yeah. And uh, when they grow up, they can take care of themselves. Even if they cook the way I cook, it's enough nutrition for them. They don't need to rely on anybody else to 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 sustain them. So simple cooking like that. Enough nutrition, simple, not time-consuming. Everyone can do it, yeah? So I want to teach the younger generation. You old people, you know already how to cook, and it's easier for you to even find out how to cook. The children, they still go to school, they don't have much time, and for them they like simple, you know, so they can go out and have fun with their friends and all that. At the same time, can still be vegetarian, take care of yourself, cook for yourself and your friends even, you know, their kids' friends. Yeah, so simple to cook for them. Uh, for for the sophisticated kitchen, I let you have the fame. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know all the international gourmet dishes. Yeah, we have a lot. But I just uh, do some simple thing, you know, so that some people know, okay, don't have time, don't have to elaborate. You can cook like that, enough, tasty. Perfect. When I watch the news on television, you know, not on our television, because when somebody is fired, we don't, we don't air it. We only congrats when somebody is selected. Yeah, only good news, as good news as possible, yeah. But I watch it on other television, and I feel so sorry for him, my God, just to cook some food and then you get fired? <laughs> as a leader of the nation? Then I was thinking of myself, oh, what about me? <laughs> Should I continue to cook or not? I was so scared. <laughs> I don't remember in our group, is there any rule that master cannot cook? No law about that, huh? No, huh? Must be in Thailand there's a law. But this is a, must be a new law, because <laughs> the King Rama V of Thailand, he's a good cook. And he often cook and invite his close friends, you know, all the people he likes, to the palace to enjoy. So this uh, poor prime minister, he only uh, emulated the king of old. And why they fired him, I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't think he cooked vegetarian, that's why. <laughs> Did he cook vegetarian? Any Thai people tell me? No, huh? You know that for sure? Are you Thai? <laughs> no, but I read it in the news. It wasn't this particular time, but I did read that he cooked a lot of dishes. Oh, I told you. <laughs> See? He invited the, the, the leader of mm-hmm. Myanmar to... Taste his food. Had meat. Had meat. I told you. Oh. Ah. The reason they, they, he got fired, because of the bad karma of the meat. Bad retribution. That's why I'm still not fired, because I cook vegetarian. <laughs> Not just vegetarian, vegan even. <laughs> Completely vegan. Plant-based diet. Milk even, soya milk. Cheese even, soya cheese. Rice cheese. Okay, good. So, if you know him, you tell him, next time, cook vegetarian. <laughs> then, yeah, no, no bad karma. His job will last longer. I'm telling you, it's not just about the cooking. It's just a bad karma. It, it Make it like that. Suppose if he cooked vegetarian only, the people would not even think of fighting him because of the food, or the people would not even go against him to begin with. Who knows, you know? Yeah, because uh, 
Feeding meat is heavy karma, you know. We kill to live. How can we live peacefully? Hmm? We separate mother from child. Yes, the goose from the gooseling, the chicken from the chicks. Vegetarianism in Religion The Baha'i Faith Regarding the eating of animal flesh and abstinence therefrom, know thou of a certainty that, in the beginning of creation, God determined the food of every living being, and to eat contrary to that determination is not approved. Selections from the Baha'i Writings of Some Aspects of Health and Healing Buddhism All meats eaten by living beings are of their own relatives. Lankavatara Sutra Also, after the birth of the baby, care must be exercised not to kill any animal in order to feed the mother with meaty delicacies and not to assemble many relatives to drink liquor or to eat meat, because at the difficult time of birth there are innumerable evil demons, monsters and goblins who want to consume the smelly blood. By ignorantly and adversely resorting to the killing of animals for consumption, they bring down curses upon themselves which are detrimental to both the mother and the baby. Kasiti Garba Sutra Be careful during the days immediately after someone's death, not killing or destroying, or creating evil karma by worshipping or offering sacrifice to demons and deities, because such killing and slaughtering committed, or such worship performed, or such sacrifice offered, would not have even an iota of force to benefit the dead, but would entwine even more sinful karma into previous karma, making it even deeper and more serious. Thus, delay his rebirth to a good state. Karma means retribution. Kasiti Garba Sutra Gaudai The most important thing is to stop killing, because animals also have souls and understand like humans. If we kill and eat them, then we owe them a blood debt. Teachings of the Saints Christianity Meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Holy Bible And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Holy Bible Confucianism All men have a mind which cannot bear to see the sufferings of others. The superior man, having seen the animals alive, cannot bear to see them die. Having heard their dying cries, he cannot bear to eat their flesh. Mencius Essenes I am come to end the sacrifices and feasts of blood, and if ye cease not offering and eating of flesh and blood, the wrath of God shall not cease from you. Gospel of the Holy Twelve Hinduism Since you cannot bring killed animals back to life, you are responsible for killing them. Therefore, you are going to hell. There is no way for your deliverance. Adelila He who desires to augment his own flesh by eating the flesh of other creatures lives in misery in whatever species he may take his birth. Mahabharata Anu Islam Allah will not give mercy to anyone except those who give mercy to other creatures. Hadith Do not allow your stomachs to become graveyards of animals. Hadith Jainism A true monk should not accept such food and drink as has been specially prepared for him involving the slaughter of living beings. Sutra Katanga Judaism And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, 
or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood. I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and will cut him off from among his people. Holy Bible. Blood meaning flesh. Sikhism. Those mortals who consume marijuana, flesh, and wine, no matter what pilgrimages, fasts, and rituals they follow, they will all go to hell. Guru Granth Sahib. Taoism. Do not go into the mountain to catch birds and nets, nor to the water to poison fishes and minnows. Do not butcher the ox that plows your field. Tract of the Quiet Way. Tibetan Buddhism. The offering to the deities of meat obtained by killing animate beings is like offering a mother the flesh of her own child, and this is a grievous failure, the supreme path of discipleship. Zoroastrianism. Those plants I, Ahura Mazda, or God, rain down upon the earth to bring food to the faithful and fodder to the beneficent cow. Avesta. Everybody knows that vegetarian diet is good for health and to save the planet. They will be awakening their own great, compassionate, loving self-nature, and then their level of consciousness will rise up automatically and they will understand more than they ever did and they'll be closer to heaven than what they are right now. The pork from the pigs, no? <laughs> Is that correct? <laughs> Never mind, it doesn't matter. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Like this, you can laugh a little bit. <laughs> you such a serious Buddha, I cannot bear. <laughs> I'm a happy Buddha, you know. If I'm a Buddha at all, I'm a happy one. Eh? If a miserable Buddha, what for? <laughs> the world is already miserable, and you add on to it. <laughs> like this. Long face, huh? Who can bear it, huh? So I'm a happy-go-lucky Buddha. Yeah, wear colorful clothes, bling, 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 a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I laugh a lot about myself also, yeah. Pretty old woman, very happy and pretty old woman. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for forget that word. You know, you always say, Master, you were pretty, but <laughs> I know you want to say pretty old, right? <laughs> uh, thank you for <laughs> cutting, editing that word out. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care. I am happy until the day I die. <laughs> yeah, as long as I can live and healthy, serve people and make you laugh, I'm happy too. Mm, when you laugh, I laugh too, yeah? Mm. Why were we going there? <laughs> yeah, the cooking show. Yes. Huh. You like my cooking show, by the way? Yes. Your kids like them? Yes. I eat like that, you know? If I have time, I cook like that to eat. Whatever I show you, it's just my favorite food. Simple and favorite, yeah? I mean, when will I have time? I mean, long before that, you know, before. So... Uh, I often don't cook elaborate things. I don't spend hours in the kitchen. Yeah, and also have to watch TV yeah, to catch up with the world. Some news I don't like to catch up, like that poor prime minister. Get sacked just because of cooking. Oh, whoever heard such a thing? <laughs> whoever heard 
just the thing in the world, you know. You hear that this prime minister or this minister get fired because he corrupted, because he fooling around with pretty woman, <laughs> or because, 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 yeah, or he betrays country, or he's a tyrant, you know, killing people at random or murdering people, or having a bad weapon and want to control the world or something like that. But uh, I have never heard a uh, a leader of a country get fired because of cooking show. <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> huh? I'm telling you. <sighs> yeah, talking about good king, I'm sure the king must have a big headache like that. All the time have to get used to a new prime minister. <laughs> and even just get used to with a new one and then he get fired because of cooking show. I am sure the king must be laughing or crying. I don't know what he do. <laughs> must be the law there, huh? That you can't do cooking show when you're prime minister. But whoever makes such a law, I don't know. Who can even think about that? Because up to now, no, no prime minister has been cooking anything. <laughs> I'm sure they're cooking a lot of stuff, but not cooking <laughs> in the show. Yeah, huh? Not cooking food. They've been cooking a lot of stuff. I'm telling you, this is really a funny joke. Oh, how can you fire somebody just because he cooks? Ah, it's really something. Yeah, okay. So that's why when you say Thailand, I say, okay, let's uh, consider a little bit first. You know. they, they have too many prime ministers and too many coups, you know? So the country don't have enough time to organize and to... Uh, revive or to build up, you know. You need to have a little stable country, stable government. Eh? My humble opinion. Well, I don't know much about politics and anyway, just never mind. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Remember the joke? No? The guy have his car broke down in the middle of uh, the road next to a farm and the cow walks by and says, hey, you check out your electric pipe. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. And the driver was so excited, come and say to the farmer, Hey, your cow talked to me. He meant your cow can speak, you know. Yeah. And the farmer said, Oh, what does he know about car? <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> I guess I'm just making you laugh, but what do I know about politics anyway? Okay, good. I think you have to stay here another month. <laughs> because all this is for Mengzu, you know, and I have gone nowhere yet. <laughs> and we already travel around the world, you know. <laughs> From Europe, we jump to America and then to China. Yeah. Okay, I, I try my best. <laughs> mm. Lucky we have video and DVD nowadays, huh? What you cannot hear today, you can take it with you next time, huh? <laughs> what, a, what a time we live in, huh? Yeah, from all the trouble, we still have it good. If only we are better. Yeah, we will have much, much better than this. Yes, much better. So many inventions are waiting. If the world have more virtues more worthy uh, merit to enjoy them. Yeah, we will visit oh, the whole universe in no time.
Okay. So Mengzi continue to say to the king of Qi like this. The good king, yeah, the virtuous king, uh, would divide land accordingly, uh, grant it to people so that they can cultivate food, yes, and earn their honest livelihood. Thus they can also take care of their elderly, yeah, and nourish their young ones. So that uh, even when they have good harvest, yes, they can save some for some time when the weather is not too good. They still can fall back on, yes. I mean, if they have good harvest, they can sell a lot, they can save money or buying goods and save it there, and when the harvest is not too good, they can fall back on. Security, you know? Yeah. After their basic need is satisfied like that, they feel secure in the basic need in daily life, then the good king would encourage them, would inspire them to be good, to be virtuous, yeah, to uh, follow the virtuous way of life. Like uh, maybe practicing compassion, love, kindness, yeah, maybe like that, or maybe vegetarian diet, something like that, okay? Then naturally... At that time, the citizens of your country will follow your, your advice and become good citizen very easily. Yeah, become good person, virtuous person, yeah, easily. He means the, the person who truly have compassion, consideration, and love for others, not those who go out and steal and kill or doing bad things or cruel things. Yeah, okay, now. Then... Uh, all that already. And the king of Qi still continue to ask him, Oh my God, all this is for him. Never mind, you know, we can have a way for next uh, week, uh, next month, and come back, continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, luckily, there's a new king here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good, good. So we have only three pages. Aha, uh-huh, wonderful. So many kings come to him. I told you only two kings up to now. There's another king behind here that we don't know yet. And there are probably more kings. Okay, all right. We finish with the king of Qi <laughs> first. So he still continues as Meng Zhu, huh? The garden of uh, King Wen. Remember the King Wen I told you previously before? Yeah. He's one of the ancient king. you know, one of those uh, earliest kings since uh, the Chinese have written character and can keep uh, history. Yes, before that, they don't know. Uh, before the Yellow Emperor, there was no written record because they have not invented the written character. So the Yellow Emperor <laughs> is the one who invented Chinese character. No, legends have it like that. So since then, they have history. So King Wen is also a continuation of this. Yeah. So King Qi... Um, asked the monk to, how come the garden of the King Wen is about um, 70 square miles, 70 square miles, his garden, 70 square miles. Uh, is that correct? So monk to say, uh, yes, yes, it's correct. That's very big, you know, 70 square miles. So the king of Qi would ask again, uh, isn't it not too big? Too large? 
a garden for a king? So Meng Zi say, Yes, the, the, the people still think it is too small. The people of his time, his citizens, thought that it was too small still. So Emperor Qi asked again, uh, Then how come my garden, my flower park, is not even 40 square miles? And then my uh, subjects say, Is it too big? So Meng Zi replied, The garden of King Wen, uh, uh, even though it's 70 square miles large, but uh, uh, it's always open to all the citizens to come in to enjoy. Uh, they can uh, go in there, walk around, yeah, enjoying the flowers and the trees, the garden, the park, and also... Uh, uh, even uh, go in there, cut the grass, so bring home for their cows and their pigs. Yes, it's not forbidden for people to go in, cut the grass, and bring home for their animals. Also, if uh, some dry trees, you know, or dry twigs, a citizen can come in, pick them up, and go home for cooking or warm in the winter. Yes. Therefore, the whole kingdom uh, of one of King Wen citizen also share the joy and the beauty and the benefit of this garden uh, equally with the king and the royal household. Thus, uh, the citizen of King Wen at that time, the subject of King Wen, uh, thought this uh, garden is too small. <laughs> of course, the whole country going there, walk up and down all day, it's too crowded then. So they thought the king's garden is still too small. Seventy square miles, still too small. Mm. So, isn't that correct? Ah, he asked the king, yes. But he don't expect the answer. And the king did not answer. Of course, what can he answer? He knows already what's coming next. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> Look at that. So he say, Meanwhile, hmm, compared to uh, your, your country, hmm, when I come here, I uh, heard that uh, uh, your garden, your royal garden park, is only 40 square miles uh, but uh, no one is allowed to come in. <laughs> no citizen to allow to go there to enjoy or to get the fresh air or look at the flowers in there. Nobody. And whoever dare to venture into the edge of the garden to cut some of the grass for their cow will be punished. That's the law. Oh, God, terrible. Whoever go there, you know, Set foot in the garden will be punished by law. Only the king himself and his royal household can enjoy this park, this royal garden park. Of course, then your subject will think it's too big. It's naturally. <laughs> oh, he, he's very slow, huh? He don't beat him immediately. <laughs> He just goes low and just pat him a little bit on the cheek at the end. <laughs> yeah, first he say the good thing and all that, and at the end he say, look, hmm, 
Bad boy. <laughs> naughty, naughty. <laughs> don't let people go enjoy your garden. Garden so big and don't let people go and enjoy. What is wrong with the king? Forty square miles. That's very big. And don't let people go in there. You know why? Huh? He don't want the animals there be hunted by anybody else. He wants to go hunting himself. Yeah, most of the king, if no good, oh, well, maybe not no good, but nobody have uh, educated him in a better way. See, maybe he wasn't vegetarian, but at least he respect Meng Zhu and recognized Meng Zhu as a wise teacher and even invited him to his palace. Yes, for some wise war, of course, he need to be educated. Maybe it wasn't his fault that he went out hunting, that he saved the whole of the wild park and the royal park for himself so that he can go hunting. You know that these are sport of the royal people since time, I don't know, before we are born even, yeah? Before our great-great-great-grandfather were born. They do this kind of thing. So, because he doesn't let... He said, in this garden, anybody went there and hunt wild animals will be charged as a criminal. So I know that, yeah, for that he wants to save it all for himself, yeah? Otherwise he wouldn't have said thing like this, yeah? Okay. So now the king didn't say anything here. I guess there's not much to say, yeah? So they don't say what the king responds. So there's another thing he asked now, perhaps another day. That day... Uh, Probably after the saint told him that his garden is too big, <laughs> he probably call it a day. <laughs> he probably say, "Sorry, uh, master, I, <laughs> I need to go and see the king <laughs> of Iran <laughs> or oh, some tribal uh, lords." Yeah, uh, I short of time. <laughs> Please come back tomorrow or oh, next Wednesday. Huh? Okay. So we don't hear any sound from the king after this. What can he say, huh? I hope after that he has opened his garden. Hmm. Now he didn't answer. Change subject. He asked Meng Zhu, in relationship with the neighboring countries, is there any rules, golden rules? So Meng Zhu say, yes, yes, there are. There are two. That is, uh, I don't know how to say, Nyan. Mean must be like mercy or compassion, yes. And another one is wisdom, yes. Compassion and wisdom. You can translate like that. Ren in China must mean uh, compassion. Ren zi mean merciful, yeah. Compassion or mercy. Compassion and wisdom, the two golden rules. He continued to explain. If you have compassion or kindness, yeah? Then you can have the natural rapport with each other, the trust, yeah, and understanding between nation, between him and other kings, yeah, leaders. Oh, he said to other countries, that mean other kings of a neighboring country, yes. So he said, if you have compassion, or you have mercy, or kindness then, huh? in this case, we just say kindness, yeah. If you have kindness, then you will uh, create a great understanding between you and other kings. And there will naturally be a contact, you know, a connection and peace, cooperation. Yes. 
if your majesty have wisdom then you can uh, uh, discriminate between good and bad between right and wrong between virtues and vice then you uh, be able to choose the good and eliminate the bad uh, choose virtues and eliminate vice choose a good way and eliminate the bad method uh, so the good king Uh, must also know the will of heaven. So you can uh, have a, a stable uh, policy to govern your country. He has to know the will of heaven. <laughs> Slowly come to meditation, running method, vegetarian. <laughs> a good king must also know how to fear the law of heaven yes must respect the divine orders of the universe so that you can uh, build up a strong stable but virtuous country then you can continue uh, having this power of governing the country and you also can keep your position intact All right. Of course, the king understood all that. Why does the king have to even know the will of heaven? Tell me. Huh? To do what is right. To do what is right. That's right. Yes. How to know the will of heaven? God's will, we say it in American language. Huh? How to know the mandate of heaven? Tell me. Go inside. Go inside, what? And have a teacher. Have a teacher? Uh, first have a teacher and then go inside. <laughs> the chicken before the egg. <laughs> it doesn't matter, all the eggs before chicken, who knows? Okay, that's it, that's it. You got to find an enlightened saint, study the enlightened way, yeah, the way of heaven. Then you know the will of heaven, you know the mandate of heaven, yes. You will know it intuitively, what is the right thing to do. Huh? But first, even if we did not know the mandate of heaven yet, we did not know what is our mission on earth, we keep to the precept, yeah, that we do not harm anyone, we do not hurt anyone, and then we do not take any possession of somebody else, not even the family members, and we do not uh, uh, blur our... Clear mind with intoxicants like drug, you know, alcohol, etc., etc. Hmm? Then at least we are not doing any harm yet to anyone and to ourselves. And then when slowly we cultivate the inner wisdom, then of course it will be clear to us intuitively or even visionarily that uh, the mandate of heaven. Yes, and we mostly we do right. Yeah, we do that. Because first of all, we know already what to do, that not harm people already, yes? So no matter what we do, it's still in that kind of uh, position, yeah? We don't step out of this bordery of goodness. All right. Wonderful. Good. You know everything. Some of the tragic tolls of alcohol... 
2.5 million alcohol-related deaths per year worldwide. One in six deaths on the road in the UK are caused by drunk driving. In Australia alone, 70% of adults are negatively impacted by another's drinking, with 43% affected by physical or verbal abuse. Over 100 British children each week call a hotline to express concern about their parents' alcohol and drug use. Cost of alcohol-related illnesses, 186.4 billion U.S. dollars in the United States, 2.41 million pounds for prescription medications each year in England, U.K., with overall health costs in the billions, 210 to 665 billion U.S. dollars globally. Disease, higher amounts of alcohol increase the cancer risk. Even half a glass of wine daily increases the risk of mouth or throat cancer by 168%. Cancer of the liver, breast, colon, esophagus, rectum, linked to 20% of breast cancer cases. Liver disease, cardiovascular disease, metal toxicity, sleep pattern disturbance, including frequent awakening and reduced rest, brain damage, amnesia and dementia, brain shrinkage, organ failure, Heart, liver, kidneys, stomach, pancreas, eyes. Birth defects. Children afflicted by anxiety and depression. Mental retardation. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Stunted growth, facial deformity. Sudden infant death syndrome. Miscarriage. Alcohol-related violence. Child abuse. 50% of cases. Violence toward loved ones. 30% of cases. Violent acts. 40 to 80% of cases. Suicides. 20 to 50% of cases. Plus more. Some of the tragic tolls of addictive drug abuse. Over 200,000 deaths each year. Costs of 181 billion U.S. dollars each year in the United States, 33 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Lifetime cost of current drug addiction amounts to 575 billion U.S. dollars in the U.K. Over 100 British children each week call a hotline to express concern about their parents' drug and alcohol use. Harmful effects: brain damage with mental and emotional losses, stroke heart disease and irreversible damage, liver disease, tuberculosis, emphysema, cancer, depression, suicide, permanent memory loss, mental illness, higher infant mortality, increased crime and violence, impotence. Crime and violence. Illegal drugs are a factor in 50% of burglaries in the United Kingdom each year. In the U.S., 60% of people arrested each year have been taking illegal drugs. 650 heroin addicts in the U.S. committed 70,000 crimes in a three-month period. Social costs. U.S. businesses lose 100 billion U.S. dollars per year due to employees' drug and alcohol abuse. Australians pay 53 billion US dollars per year for health care, law enforcement, and lost productivity of drug users. Environmental costs. Every gram of cocaine produced destroys 4.4 square meters of rainforest, with 300,000 hectares of rainforest lost each year to cocaine production. Death. 52 people die each day due to drugs in the US. In Canada, substance abuse is attributed to 21% of total deaths and 23% of potential life years lost due to early mortalities. 
plus more. Subsidize and convert the drug industry into vegetable organic farming. For more urgent information, please visit www.suprememastertv.com forward slash killers. Drug begins with ignorance and frustration of the young people of our age. Because many of the organizations sometimes have failed in satisfying their spiritual need for the higher meaning of life more than just material because material today we don't we don't like therefore they they are charmed they are seduced into taking drugs because in taking drugs sometimes they can have hallucination and feel uh, comforted for a very short time but little did they realize the very grave consequence after that therefore meditation is the best way to relieve all this suffering of the people when they want to know God, they want to know happiness inside. Because our happiness through meditation, through the light and the music of heaven, is everlasting and is always improved and always more and more happiness and never have any consequence like the drug. If we can propagate more uh, the meditational benefit than the drug uh, Uh, effect on people will be less and they, they, they will understand where to turn to for a longer lasting happiness. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'm keep looking at the end just like, <laughs> just like you read the, uh, you read the, 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 how you say, the spy, huh? Fiction story, you know. Spy story, yeah. Novel, yeah? Try to read the end. <laughs> okay. By the way, I have a joke. Yeah. <laughs> to break from this first. There was a guy who come into the theater, you know? It's already full. And the usher bring him in. He back with the usher and he say, you, you take me in, never mind. Just give me one space and I will give you ten dollars. Tip. The usher usher him to his seat and he took out five dollars and gave to him only. So the usher, you know, feel annoyed, of course. I promise I didn't keep. It it was a suspense uh, criminal film, uh, uh, play, yeah? So he whispered into his ear, he said, The wife did it. <laughs> Tell him the end, you know. <laughs> Spoil the whole program. <laughs> Talking about being generous and virtuous and all that. <laughs> okay. So now, the king of Chi continued to ask the advice from Meng Tzu about uh, courage. Now, see, he asked about virtue, diplomacy and interior uh, governing, yeah, and uh, winning people hard and all that stuff. Yeah, now he asks about courage. Whoa, he asks a lot. <laughs> Look like this king had nothing. <laughs> all he does is asking, because <laughs> he don't know anything. Well, at least he asks, huh? Mm. 
Well, if he asks, it's well. But if he practice what he have learned, then it would be better. Uh, we hope he practice. Probably he's one of the good king later on, huh? <laughs> With the fourteen square mouse garden, huh? <laughs> and nobody can come in. <laughs> Actually, we had also forty uh, acres garden, right? Yeah. <laughs> Only the bears. The bears can come in. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they came in there and hunt before, so I put up sign everywhere: no hunting, private ground. I wanted to protect the animals. Wherever I go, at least the animal in my land are not to be hunted. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's too big then, huh? <laughs> the garden is too big in that case. Forty <laughs> hmm. <laughs> acres and nobody allowed to come in. I sound like this guy here. <laughs> More or less, and do cooking show even. <laughs> Why am I still sitting here? <laughs> yeah, well, huh? I have to consider my policy. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but we let the bears stay there. We feed the bears, yeah, and let them hibernate there safely. Otherwise, they kill them. Even though it's forbidden, but they do it anyway. You know, when I was in Miami, I saw the 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 sign everywhere on next to the bridge. You know, in those islands, when we passed by on the bridge, we saw fishing forbidden. Yeah, but uh, next to it, there was a guy with a, a rod and. Oh, every Saturday, Sunday, or oh, there's a boat under the bridge uh, casting the net or something. Oh, I used to be so depressed. You know, terrible. Everywhere is like that. Next to the forbidden sign, there's always some guy who's standing there, you know, as if, so what? Sue me. Yeah. yeah. And the police passing by also do nothing. Oh, what am I to do? Call police? <laughs> <laughs> The police passing by every day. It's the only bridge, so everybody pass through. I saw police also passing by. He turned the blind eyes. Maybe his eyes are already blind. I don't have, don't have to turn. Maybe he himself fishing. Maybe he himself also fishing. So that's why I hate to live next to water now, because I have to look at that all the time. Beach, rivers, lakes, beautiful lakes, beautiful. Then there are people. Who come near there and fish? So, well, only when you have private lake, then no, of course. Hmm. Okay. Now, so Mengzi uh, reply about courage like this. Uh, please, I beg your Majesty, do not be desirous for those small courage, petty people's courage. For example, like when you're angry, you beat your sword, you know, like I have it here, you know, or the gun nowadays, you know, like I have a gun here, and when I'm angry, <clears throat> see what is this? <laughs> see the gun here? <laughs> For example, that's what he means, yeah. Because that means, okay, I have something here, you better watch it, you know, you better watch it, I have a sword here. He beat on his sword. When he's hungry, that is a petty macho show off. That's what the the saint means. Yeah, 
or uh, threatening people, yeah, with your very uh, angry face, yes. These are small people's courage. He means petty people courage, not a gentleman, yes. Uh, that is uh, only good for those uh, uh, like uh, uh, wrestling together or when they fight each other outside on the street or something. Like duo stuff, dueling stuff for the street people. That's what he meant. Uh, I beg your majesty, uh, train yourself in the trace of great courage. Yeah. So he's uh, explaining what meaning by great courage and not petty uh, uh, temper. Yeah. Okay. If there was a person who did something uh, criminally, yeah, and uh, caused a havoc within the kingdom. For example, like the King Zhou in the Tang Dynasty. Then uh, because of that, because of King Zhou was a very tyrannic person, so King Wu uh, feeling very embarrassed, ashamed for the country, so he has to rise up against him. Yeah? Mm. That is the righteous anger, the righteous temper. Yes. He has expressed his true courage for the great uh, cause. Yes. Mm. Because he wants to show it, his uh, bravery, in order to um, erase the tyranny and erase the suffering for the uh, whole kingdom, for the citizen at large. Because he wants the citizen live in peace, yes, in harmony and in safety. That is the righteous bravery, the righteous courage, the great courage, yes. And because of that, uh, the people at that time respect him and adore him because of his true and great courage and uh, correct courage, correct bravery, yes. So, of course, next day, perhaps, or another subject, probably the king of Qi have wrote a lot of questions, you know, like the way you do. <laughs> Thousand and one question, and wait until the same come and say, one, two, three, four. <laughs> okay, so continue now. It seems like King of Chi have asked another question about uh, how to uh, win the the heart of the people again. You know what is the best way. So Meng Zhu said to the King Chi like this: If uh, an excellent king know how to be happy uh, with the citizens' happiness, yes, know how to share. Uh, then the citizen, his subject, will also share the happiness of the king. You know, like when the king is happy, they are also happy. Because when they are happy, the king is also joined in their happiness, share it. Uh, and then if the great king knows how to share the sorrow with the people when they have sorrow, then when the king has sorrow, the people of his country will also feel in sorrow with him. All right. Then, naturally, you will be able 
to uh, win the hearts of the people, and you can govern your country like forever. Mong Tzu continued, If uh, a king govern the country with uh, force, you know, with violence, with uh, strong power, uh, military uh, might, yes, then uh, uh, maybe people will uh, fear you only and show respect only outwardly, yes. But uh, in their heart, they will not respect you. They will not uh, consider you are uh, a great uh, king or their king. In their heart, they will disagree with you. They will disrespect you in their heart. Mm. Because they know that they don't have enough power to go against you. So they just have to bow their head outside. But inside their heart, they are against you completely. Yes. But if a king uses, you know, mercy, uh, kindness to win the heart of the people, then people will be very willing to coordinate with the king and the government, honestly, sincerely, truthfully. Uh, Just as if Confucius has 70 disciples and all of them respect him, you know, obey him completely, honestly, truthfully, willingly. Yes, he compared like that. How possible? This is a master. <laughs> Confucius is a saint. <laughs> Not only 70 disciples, 70,000, 70 million who knows him also respect him and feel obedient in their heart, right? In love, of course. Okay, but Mengzi is very clever, saying, of course, he doesn't want to offend the king too much. Yeah. So <laughs> in this case, he said, look, you know... <laughs> Uh, Confucius, you see, 70 disciples, completely obedient to him. Why? Because he is merciful, he is loving, he is kind, yeah? He used uh, love to win people. It's, yeah, he has no power, nothing. See, so in this case, it's like he's very diplomatic. He likened this king, which has 40 square miles garden and forbidden people to come in. He likened him to Confucius. Yeah, aspired him to go up to that level. You see, he will never get there, but never mind. (laughs) Never mind, you know. There's a goal to look up to and who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Maybe he can. Yeah, maybe. He just wants the king to be happy. My God, up to now, he has spared no whipping and even though gently, but whipping, patting, yeah. On the wrist and, you know, okay. But this king, we have to say that he is good enough, you see? To be a strong, powerful king of a nation and sit there and listen to all this criticism. The honest criticism, even from the saint, is hard. Yeah, maybe he has already begun to be vegetarian. <laughs> Maybe he already watched some cooking show on Sunday <laughs> from the Supreme Master Television. 
Yeah, and maybe he watched some words of wisdom already beforehand, or practiced convenient method. Yeah, so he bear all this. Yeah, good. We applaud him in any case. Yeah, good king, good king. Yes, good king doesn't mean he's born perfect, but good king is the one who listen to wise advice. Yes, even though he has not been born in wisdom, he has not been born in a virtuous education. But he listen at least now, yeah. When he's already a king, then we feel this king is really already a great king, an excellent sovereign. Mm. Because, uh, you know, as I told you yesterday, we cannot blame the leaders of any country alone. They need good advice. Sometimes they don't have it. Why? Not only because he's stubborn or he's truly bad. But because uh, maybe his country karma is bad too, yeah, heavy burden of uh, bad retribution, since a long time, from different generation made bad karma. Like in the Bible, say, uh, you inherit uh, the sin of your forefather. Is this correct too? That is a karma. You see, like as you we also saw we reap and all that. So before we criticize any leaders, we have to consider. If we are really good enough to inherit a better leader than this, or if our country as a whole, if our co-citizen as a whole, merit any better leader, you see what I mean? So, any leader is chosen or selected or given to any country in any circumstances. It is also due to the merit, more merit or less merit of that country citizen. Actually, like that. My opinion, yeah. <laughs> It's to be fair, you know. To be fair, yeah. For example, here in our group, huh? More or less, all people are good. Yeah? Vegetarian practice virtues as much as possible and try to help others. Try to live a virtuous life. There's no one bad in here. Not possible, yeah. So even if I want to be bad, I can't. I'll be too embarrassed. <laughs> so I have to also to behave <laughs> like uh, like you, you know. Uh, so we can be uh, like uh, uh, one group together, huh? united, because we all good. See what I mean? Because you're good. Even I am bad. I have to be good. I cannot be bad here. How? Huh? You eat vegetarian. Can I get a steak here? There's none. <laughs> yeah. And you, you behave very well. How how I behave bad here? Understand me? Yeah. Okay. So, the merit of a country will bring a good leader or bad leader. Yes. And if the leader is willing to listen to good advice, then he will be also excellent leader. Yeah. A leader can also change the country. And the people can also change the leader. Yeah, that is a good news. Yeah, if the people become all good, then they might have a good leader. Not maybe not immediately, but in the future. Lucky we have a democratic situation, so we can always choose a, a better one if we don't like this one. We could even impeach our president now. Wonderful. See, in the old time, no, no, unless you have a bloody coup d'état. Or uh, many years, you know, fighting. You cannot just uh, uh, pull down the king like that. Yes. Also, oh, now nowadays it's very democratic. I like that also. 
Yeah. So the kings or the president have to behave. Even now, you can even take the king down too. You know, if the king is no good, because there's also international watchdogs. Yeah. And finally, if the king's no good, he has to go. If the president's no good, he be impeached. Even if he already sitting in the presidential office, there's no guarantee he will sit there until the end of his term. Okay, that's good. We waste a lot of money, you know, voting and re-voting and re-electing. But I guess, I don't know, people have money, why not? <laughs> it's still better than uh, spending it on war, yeah? Or weapons, yeah? Okay. Sometimes if a wise selection, yeah, a wise choice of a partner could make a big change in your life. Yeah. In Vietnam now, or China, we still believe that uh, if you married a good partner, the partner with a good store of merit, you'll be prosperous, you will have money, you will have fame and all. It depends on the partner that you are with. If you married a bad luck, you know, <laughs> then your life also go down. You will lose money, you'll be bankrupt and lose fame and lose face and everything else too. So it's very important to select your life partner. In Vietnam, it's like that. In India also, they select very well. They calculate the date of birth and everything, right? They match each other, the background, the education, the tradition, the like and dislike. I mean, all time, huh? Nowadays, they, they also select themselves, love at first sight and all that, and it won't last too long either. But before, I was always selected. They calculate very well, you know? Everything from the background of the family, because if two families similar, background similar, then it's more likely that they will get on well. At the level, you know, of understanding, of habit, yeah, of food, tradition, education, concept of life, everything. They match very well. And they don't even let them see each other. So they cannot run away. <laughs> After marriage, you know, the wedding night is too late, so they got to stick together. <laughs> A good idea, huh? My parents stick together, all through all thick and thin, until the day they part from each other. That is about 60, 70 years of a lifetime. They could celebrate yeah, diamond, chubilium, or whatever, yeah, or ruby. And <laughs> okay, good. Also selected, huh? Uh, my mother peeped, though. My father didn't see my mother, but my mother saw him because a man has to go to the woman's house to ask for her hand. With a lot of gifts, of course. Ne? The more gifts, the better. <laughs> the more gifts, the more likely you get the girl, if she's a pretty one, yeah? All you can do is rely on the matchmaker. If the matchmaker uh, taste is uh, reasonable, <laughs> then you're lucky. <laughs> but if her taste is not your taste, oh, too bad for you. <laughs> And if the matchmaker is blinded by gift, <laughs> by banknotes, you know, or by a lot of a red envelope, <laughs> uh, then <laughs> too bad for you. <laughs> my mother, she peeped out, you know, from the curtain behind. And she said to my grandma, after, he is too dark. <laughs> skin in Vietnam, dark skin is not handsome. But my father is very handsome. I think he's handsome. Very nice-looking guy, you know, until he's old, he's still so handsome, to my liking, you know. Yeah. 
He's dark-skinned, but he's handsome, yeah, and smile very benevolently, you know, friendly, yeah. So a lot of people like him. People like him a lot. Uh, my mother said, he's too dark. <laughs> In Vietnam, just like China or India or, you know, Asian country, or the dark-skinned country, the color country, the whiter you are, the more desirable, <laughs> the more handsome or lucky, you know. No need to maybe your nose uh, grow up here or your ear grow behind your head, no matter. If you're white-skinned, <laughs> I think you're okay. <laughs> yes. And also like India or China, Vietnam, mostly people are skinnier, yeah? So if you're a little bit choppy, huh? Oh, then you are cool. <laughs> you are on the top list. <laughs> Lot of top choice. In India also like that. That means you you have enough money or enough merit to eat. So you <laughs> fat. <laughs> so this kind of person will bring more more food in the house. <laughs> That's what it means. <laughs> Your face should be round like the moon on the moon festival yesterday. <laughs> I I think we don't have moon festival here, but in, in the east, you know, yesterday the day before was a moon festival. Did you have some moon cake? No. Oh, you came late. The person who came before eat it because it's a moon festival. <laughs> Now, uh, so if your face look like the chapati that I made. <laughs> you know, when I was on retreat, I made the chapati and I throw it in the air and it looked very round. That is a face you should have. <laughs> in China, Vietnam, India, Cambodia, Thailand, you know, round like that. That means you're chappy, you know, and your body should uh, be similar, <laughs> marching. <laughs> chapati one, chapati two, chapati three. <laughs> The whole body looks like a chapati group. <laughs> Then you have a big chance of winning a handsome, rich guy. You know, the best, the best of the selection. Mm. But that also <laughs> depends on the matchmaker, yeah, how much gift you give her, yeah. Yeah, it is like that. Are you tired, honey? You want to sit behind a little bit? Your eyes tired? You go sit uh, behind and can rest a little? Yes, please go. If you have to go, you go. And take some candy uh, down there somewhere. Okay. Oh, I love you guys. <laughs> Sorry, you have to go. <laughs> Come here, I have a little candies, a little bit here for the early liver. Come, and bring it to, to them. Ah, oh, they're coming. Sorry you have to leave, eh? Let's share it with this group, okay? Take it, take it, take it, bring it there. And have a good trip. I see you real soon. Yeah, I see you soon. I love you so much. God be with you. <laughs> Ciao, baby. Yeah. Just share <laughs> one each, huh? and then you have more food outside, okay? On the road, when you go out, you have candy. If not, you demand at the office. Okay, so where were we? Chapati? Uh, uh, chapati shape. <laughs> Or mooncake shape. <laughs> A matchmaker, okay, matchmaker. And that is also depends on how much you bribe the matchmaker, yeah? So remember in the, in the book, uh, the uh, autobiography of Yogananda, uh, his sister was very skinny, <laughs> remember? <laughs> They say, uh, it is a skeleton for your study, remember? Because also he did not see her before marriage. Because matchmakers say it's good, 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 so he married her. 
And then uh, he doesn't even go near her afterward because he's too skinny. For Indian standard, that's not chapati shape. <laughs> you know, I, mean? I don't mean flat like chapati, I mean round all over. <laughs> we could say, not chapati, we could say the roti, huh? A vegetarian roti. You know, in India they have uh, similar to chapati. They put it in the deep fry and then it puffs. Puris, yeah. Yeah, puri shape is the best. Yeah. Not flat, round all over and puff up. <laughs> and also in the old China, there was a story, a legend about a beautiful girl who uh, has to be married to another smaller, like tribal country. Originally, she should be the queen of China at that time. She didn't bribe the portrait painter. So uh, the portrait painter painted her ugly. She did not what? She did not? She didn't bribe the... She didn't bribe the Ah. portrait painter. Yeah, right, okay, okay. Because in the old time, we don't have this video camera. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have Nikon or Canon either. So it relies on the painter to paint all the beautiful women in the country and bring the portrait to the king to select. And everybody bribe him because depends on how beautiful he draw, then you get the king's attention or not. And she was the most beautiful in the country. But I don't know why she didn't bribe him. What the reason she did not bribe him, you remember? Maybe she didn't have money. Maybe compared to other ladies. Yeah, maybe she didn't bribe enough. Oh, let's, maybe she was thinking she's beautiful. She didn't have to. Who knows? All the boys were chasing her. Her fame spread far and wide already. What need to bribe the painter? Maybe she didn't treat him respectfully enough. Not just the money. Huh? Yes. If he, she was humble and say, maybe I don't have money, and then she treat him with humility and respect, then maybe he would have draw her truthfully. Mm. But instead of drawing her with the true beauty, he put a big black mark here, perhaps. <laughs> or instead of her eyebrow like a, like a beautiful uh, caterpillar, he make it up here. <laughs> or shorten a little bit. Yeah? Or her nose flatter than it is. Or her ear a little bit like elephant. Who knows? Just a little bit on your face. Make it big difference. Yeah? Like your cheekbone go up here or go down there, make your face look completely different. And that's why we are all different, even though we have the same feature. Nose here, eyes there, ear there. But every of us look is a complete different creation, eh? You love the, 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 the thorn, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried you break one of those thorns. <laughs> They're all insured, I tell you. <laughs> okay, love. Don't worry, it's okay. I'll go ahead. All right. So she did not bribe. She did not pay him enough, or she did not pay. She probably thinks she's too pretty. Every boy likes her anyway, so why? You know, that painter must be very honored to paint her already. Why should she bribe him? Perhaps that kind of attitude. So he, her attitude earn her a big suffering and trouble later on.
So when the king see this portrait, of course he don't look at it. He put in the garbage can, and instead he married somebody else, less beautiful, but big bribery to painter. And afterward, the neighboring king, smaller, you know, like tribal king, know of her beauty. Yeah, and what happened? Make war with this country to get her, right? Or just ask? Huh? Yes. So the the okay. emperor periodically will have to marry some. Yeah, yeah, marry to to become like family, you know. Mm, okay, that's it. It's too long since I read this story. You know, I don't like sad story. I forget it quick. Yes, uh, it's a happy story like uh, you know, uh, a mooncake or something. I remember. <laughs> Chapati shape, you know, <laughs> puri shape. Yeah, okay. Now that I won't forget. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Mongolian, uh, it's not like tribal, but according to the Chinese emperor and royal policy, they are aboriginal people, uh, jungle people. Yes, they are also very strong and aggressive. Yeah, what? If you treat me like that, I show you who who is who, right? Also, so they often uh, make a lot of uh, war between the borders, or sometimes go deeper into the land. And they are strong warriors. The Mongolian are famous for that, and their horses are like Mercedes of our time, the best horses ever, because they live in the desert, you know. And they have miles long without any village or thing like that. The Mongolian have big desert, you know that. And so they train their horses, they bred only the best. And their horses, the strong and best and train in war, you know, excellently. Their men also train in war excellently. Because they live in desert, you know, they were kind of uh, wandering nomad as well. So they're strong. They live in nature. You know, they breathe fresh air. They run in on horse all day long. They eat fresh food. They breathe fresh air. You know, and they're used to taking what they want. If they go this uh, area have no grass, they go to the next. If you don't like it, too bad. You go. <laughs> Either you volunteer, go, or they make you go. So they have to defend themselves. You see, not like they have been bad or anything, but being a nomad like that, and they live, you know, wandering like that. They have to be good in defense themselves in in the art of defending, and also their horse have to be good to round up the cattle, you know, and to run in case of emergency attack or anything or defense. So they are well trained, well trained. So if they are near the border, China or nearby or inside a little bit, and if the people don't let them graze their cattle or make trouble for them or don't sell them what they want or look down upon them or anything, then they would retaliate. You see what I mean? So they were not probably aggressive per se, but the situation forced them to do that. That's true. They were already in India, Vietnam. Somehow, uh, God doesn't want them to continue. So the bad karma, even they retreat. So at that time, even China afraid of them. Mm. And you know, China is already very strong and powerful. Still afraid of these uh, so-called tribal <laughs> uh, people, you know, wandering people. So, um, in order to uh, pacify them, he uh, want to pick uh, a beautiful girl and marry to the leader of the Mongolia at that time. The prime minister picked her, huh? I 
character, the scheme was to、uh, pick someone not so beautiful to marry off, because he wants to keep the beautiful one. Oh, I see, I see. Ah, Jin got picked because her portrait. She's not too beautiful. Yes.、Ah. And then when she came and present herself to the king. Yes. Because even beautiful or not, they still all have to gather in the in the capital hotel somewhere, <laughs> waiting to be picked. You see, first the king look at the portrait, <laughs> and then see which one come in to see him. So anyway, she is not that beautiful.、And、then he pick her and then promise to bring her to the Mongolian king already waiting outside somewhere. Something like that. If the story is not correct, never mind. I want to drive home something else. It's so long since I read it. Yes, I did not even read it. I oh, I think I read it in some of the the scripts, you know,、uh, theater. Yeah. And sometimes theater they change a little bit, you know, to make it dramatic or more lovely.、Uh, anyway, so the king of Mongolians already promised. This woman in the portrait, the king, okay, right away. You know, for Mongolian, he is not picky, and maybe <laughs> because you know he's he's running around on horses, and all he see was grass and trees and mountain, <laughs> desert all day long. <laughs> so if he pick a, a woman, he's happy already, you know, <laughs> because at least. At least she is tender skin and whiter than the woman in his country. You know why? Because they are wandering folks. Most of the women there will be weathered, you know, by the sun and the moon, and the wind, yeah, and the hardship of wandering. So the Chinese girl in this kind already inside the four walls at those times, the girl are not allowed to go often alone, you know. So only occasionally they go out. In a festival or something special, they are allowed to go out of the house. Mostly, they are walled in. Yeah, your virtuous girl just stay inside until some matchmaker <laughs> come along and tell you that you can go out <laughs> and marry. You see what I mean? Old time is like that. Yeah. So anyway, th- for the Chinese girl, they at least they are tender face, you know, white and、uh, sophisticated. They live in the house. They have、uh, things, you know, makeup and all that. And the Mongolian girl running around in the sun all day. Of course, they are different, eh? <laughs> yeah, some like it tan, but some like it white. Yeah. So anyway, the king of Mongolia, even though the king of China don't feel she's beautiful, but the king of Mongolia feel like, oh, one of the king concubine. That is okay already for me. He loves it already. I guess he. He doesn't care much about beauty, or maybe she's beautiful enough for him, or maybe somebody told him that she's beautiful already. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he has a spy, you know, knowing which one. Maybe he select her. He say, "I want that one," and the king say, "Okay, this is no problem." Oh, we just make up the story as it goes along. So, okay, promise already. And of course,、uh, she come to present herself to the king the day she's going to another country. So he will give a little dowry, yeah. And you know, just to be nice because she's、uh, now is the queen of the next nation. You know, even though they look down upon them like a tribal, but、uh, they are strong and they're making trouble. So better be good to them. So she come in and he presented, and the king of course have to do that, yeah.、Uh, be good girl, go there and be good, okay, like that. So when she present herself to the king, oh, 
his heart dies. And he was so angry. He called everybody. How come you, you draw her like this? She's like that. She's the most beautiful girl he has ever seen from all the selection that he has. But it's too late. Already promised. You see, it's a wedding day. Cannot take back. A king cannot take back his promise. It means war. And the uh, Mongolian already means war. <laughs> that will mean double or triple war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take my wife, are you kidding? <laughs> and you know how men is when you take their girl, right? Oh my goodness, the king died inside. His heart died. Too late, you know. And that is the epic of the most beautiful, frustrating love story of Chinese <laughs> history. <laughs> Whew. Then, you know, the Mongolian king, very happy. <laughs> Make peace with the whole China. <laughs> Be a good son-in-law and all. <laughs> yeah, every year bring present to China. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> good friend, good friend. <laughs> and the king of China. <laughs> Ever since that day, he can't eat, he can't sleep. He became lovesick of her. But too bad, <laughs> too bad. And of course, he punished the painter. Hmm? Yeah, what can he do now? So that was a very frustrating love story. Hmm. All the Chinese know this story. <laughs> there are some famous love stories of China. If we have time, I also chip in, let you know a little bit. Yeah, your love story a pale in comparison. <laughs> There are other beauty who just smile a little bit and the whole nation topple down, mm, become lost to other nation. Yeah. You know that story already, yeah? No, maybe. Don't know. Then it's good. Too much love story one day is intoxicating. <laughs> you come home and you look at your husband in different eyes. <laughs> No good. <laughs> oh, the husband look at the wife different eyes. How come you don't look as good at your photo? <laughs> I remember when I married you, your photo looked like this, and now you look like that. <laughs> All right. Oh my God, we <laughs> we went too far, you know. Huh? We went from virtues and king and, you know, good character and now come to romance, who cares, huh? It's just us, right? We say what we want. We go where we want. We talk as long as we like. <laughs> this is our kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, we go back to China, the country of Qi. Okay. Remember, he likened him to Confucius. If his virtues, then even stranger would come and worship at your feet and listen to your every word. So that's what he means. Now, Mengzi continue perhaps to uh, answer some of his further question. Mengzi continues to say to the king of Qi, uh, the great king, the good king of a nation, use compassion and kindness to rule his subject. Then, of course, 
all the subjects will love him, respect him, and obey him, and love him from their heart, and uh, glorify his name. But on the contrary, if he, mean the king, uses uh, cruelty, uh, mm, a violent might, and military forces to just to suppress people and rule with a, um, iron fist, then people would hate him. And people would curse him yeah, and degrade him in their speech, you know, behind his back. Something like that, yeah. So if you have uh, kindness, gentleness, then you will be glorified. If you have uh, cruelty, then you will be degraded. He continues saying, yeah, all the kings at this time all hate uh, you know, to be degraded, to be defamed, and to be cursed. Yes. But they continue their degrading rule. They don't want to be degraded, but they use degrading policy. Yes. Thus, it is as if you don't like to be uh, uh, wet, but you keep <laughs> soaking yourself in water. Yes. Or you don't like to be flooded, but you continue to live in a low bank of the river. If you don't want to be defamed or degraded, then you should stop the actions that lead to degradation or defamation or disrespect then. That's what he said. The king should do thus, like respecting the virtuous persons, uh, utilize and promote talented people, yeah, the one who can govern, yes, and uh, looking for the good and uh, clean a person and put them in a good position, uh, worthy of their character, yes. And looking for able person and give him promotion according to his merit. Uh, when the country is in a peaceful period of time, uh, using this time, uh, easy time, to rebuild uh, the country, uh, reorganize the government system, and uh, um, reconsider the national law, like whatever law is good, we keep. If it's too uh, extreme or too um, unmerciful, then change it. Or change to better law or cut off some law, something like that. Yes. If any government leader could do these above-mentioned things, then even a greater nation will be fearful of your kingdom. Good, huh? All you do is just be virtuous, then a great nation cannot do anything to you. It's true like that, no. It's true. Nowadays it's the same. Look at Switzerland. Nobody bothers them because they know how to do. They mind their own business, but they are strong. They don't have war with anybody. They don't want war. They want peace, but they're strong enough 
to protect peace. Yeah. Uh, many other countries in Europe, hey, they take care of their people. They really consider their people's happiness and uh, satisfaction. So they don't have problem with any other country. And no other country also make problem with them. Even talking about, you know, the extreme group and all that, they also don't bother these kind of countries. You see what I mean? Yeah? No war at all. No sign of extremism. See? This is really a good example. Huh? Yeah. So Mung Tzu continue. He's teaching. <laughs> one more page. <laughs> he continue one more page for this kingdom. Uh-huh. Oh, every day he see kings, eh? I just pick at random. I don't know, before there might be more kings. Or before there was Confucius then. Then many other kings went to Confucius. And this is a time of Mung Tzu, you know, one of his successors. All right, now, Mung Tzu continue to tell the king of Qi, if while the country is in peace and uh, harmony, uh, everything going well, and you are using this uh, leisure time to pursue your personal, physical uh, desires and do not try to uh, reorganize the system of the country. I mean, improving the governing body. That means you have disrespect for your subjects. In that case, the king will himself invite disaster to himself personally. And then you will also lose uh, the throne or even the nation. So he concluded that the country, prosperity or destruction depends all on the king. Well, he's more strict than I am. (laughs) He blamed everything on the leader. I, I didn't do that. I said, well, we cannot blame the leader alone. Here he did. So Mong Tzu continue to lecture the guy. Yes. He say, suppose a king know how to respect the virtuous and the talented, the able, huh? the capable people, the uh, professional, the expert, Yes, and also promote the good person, talented person, to their worthy position. A similar, huh? Then many good people, virtuous people, educated people, scholars in the uh, country will be very willing to coordinate and support the king, protect the king, work with the king. He continued. He said that uh, uh, human beings are born originally with goodness and kindness. Nobody truly has the heart to harm somebody else. Yeah? The previous kings, because they nurture this uh, uh, loving heart, so they always... Uh, have no, like, no cruelty to harm any of their citizens. Therefore, they win the heart of the whole 
countries, people, they use love, they use uh, mercy to incorporate into their policy of governing the country. Thus, under their government, under their governance, the country was easily pacified and people live in happiness. Yes. Continue. Choose one more. <laughs> it is true like that. We told already about the European country, huh? Yes. When the government really take care of people, basic need only. They don't really want to be rich or too famous, but the basic for humans necessity they have and security. Huh? Then they're happy, yeah? We don't ever hear that they uh, rise up against the king in the... Sweden, I don't think anybody ever writes something bad about the government or the king, no? No, huh? Any? Swedish people? No. It's a very peaceful country. Huh? People don't criticize the government or against them or anything. I think their royal household is very beloved. Yeah? I read all the columns. They look like people love them very much. <laughs> yeah. Denmark also, you know, like... Even the the princess is uh, married into the royal household. She's a commoner. But people love her and respect so much, so much. Because she also behaves very well. And the country is good, so attract a good princess also, you see? So people love her and love the royal family all the time. There's never anything bad written about them. Denmark, yeah? Okay. Sweden also, huh? Yes. Sweden king married... Uh, a German girl, huh? And also respect and love and all. Oh, they love to gossip about them all the time. Not gossip badly. Just whatever she's doing today, you know, the newspaper, right? Oh, buy immediately. <laughs> all the magazine newspaper always put her picture in the front so that they can sell the magazines ever since she became the queen of Sweden. Yeah? And she was just a common citizen of German. Yeah. Well, according to the story, is that true? Any German people here? Yeah? You don't know nothing? That's what I read. Yeah, and even then he has to pursue her very diligently. According to the story again, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if a king and queen, even though maybe not practice quanning method or anything, but rule with mercy and kindness, yeah, consider the citizens' well-being, then the country is just naturally be peaceful. People love them, and this loving, supportive energy will keep the country strong and at peace. And other countries will see that, oh, they're so united. It's not easy to break it. They don't want to make war with such a united country. Understand? Because the chance to win is very minimum. Besides, they don't have any excuse to go and make war with such a country like that. How? They could not have a heart to do that. Eh? Even bad people also respect goodness and recognize goodness. If they truly good, they recognize it. Yes. So you see, all these countries are in peace, yeah, and happiness. Yeah, all right. In general, hey, in general. Now, Mengzi, continue. His uh, last advice for the king of Qi. Mm. All beings under the sun respect the following three things. First, position of power. 
position anyway. Second, age. Third, virtues. All beings under the sun respect these three. So the royal court, then the position is the most focused on, eh? Respected, of course. Eh? In the royal court, the, the higher position, the more respectful people uh, feel about that person. Yeah. So in the royal court, a position of power is the most uh, focused upon, huh? Priced, the most priced, correct. Thank you so much. This is written in Vietnamese. And it's translated perhaps from Chinese. <laughs> and now I translate it spontaneously into English. And English sometimes don't have enough words, and I am also stuck, you know? Okay. It's, it's many years, decades since I translate something from Vietnamese into German <laughs> at the records, remember? So now, okay, right. But you understood the essence of it. You know the main point, that's important. So uh, he continued, huh? In the royal court, the position of power is the most prized. In uh, the small community, village, town, age is the most respect, huh? Not prized again, come on. <laughs> Give me some other words. <laughs> Almost, uh, uh, I say, value, value. Oh, good. Thank you so much, guys. Three heads are better than none. <laughs> and what heads I need, huh? So many. Okay, for one word, there's so many heads needed. All right. No wonder in the old time the king had so many, you know, officials and eunuchs, <laughs> concubine, because he needs so many heads, as many heads as he can contain within his household. Okay. Now, in the village or small town, age is the most value. If we uh, discuss about uh, uh, supporting the king, uh, uh, educating uh, the citizens, then we have to select virtue. Yes, like royalty. Of course, for the king, you have to be royalty, diligence, Correct, yes, and uh, honest, yeah. And to the family, you have to respect the elders, yeah, take care of parents, take care of the younglings, uh, be good to the neighbors, yeah, treat the animals kindly, etc. Treat the servant with mercy, yeah, and uh, correctness. So he continued to say, if a person in a position of power, like in a government uh, power, and people respect him because of his position, but he himself looked down upon the people with virtues, the aged people, that he showed no respect for these people, to whom others people pay respect, then this person who is in high position of power are not worthy to sit there. I mean, he should be eliminated, fired, impreached, for example. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Ah.
Finally, wow, what a lesson! Fit enough for a king. <laughs> a lesson fit for a king, huh? So I treated you here all like kings and queens. Yeah, you hear the lesson for kings and queens, for leaders of the world. Then who are you? Huh? Kings and queens. I find that you fit enough for this. You know, royalty lessons, no? Mm. Yeah. So each one of you is a king and queen in your own world. You behave like this. Then you can govern your planet. <laughs> your mini planet. <laughs> Very good lessons. Huh? Very good lesson. You see, the more powerful uh, our position is, Yes, the more we have to be humble and select the virtuous people and have to respect the old age people. You know, because they're older, they are wise. Even not, they have been serving, you know, the world all their life. So now they're older, they're feeble, and, uh, you know, maybe ill. We have to take care of them. Mm. This is a very good policy, you see? So if a person is in a power position who will be able to do this and don't do it, then of course he's not worthy to sit there, no? Uh, even if he hosts the cooking show <laughs> or not hosts the cooking show, <laughs> if he doesn't respect the virtues and the the elderly, you know, which everybody else respect, then they should not be a leader at all. Well, we like to see those leaders, huh? And we probably have some, yeah. And good for whatever nation that have such leaders, because they're lucky. Okay, I go a little bit, uh, refresh, you know, change, <laughs> spend some time on clothes and jewelry. <laughs> And make up, <laughs> yeah, so that I feel refreshed and change into a new energy, you know? Because if I keep wearing this, I'd probably say the same thing again. <laughs> because I'm still there, you know? <laughs> That's the point. You're changing, you know, you become a little bit different, you know, more refreshed. Like you haven't done anything yet, you see? You're fresh, you're new. That, it, I feel like that. So I, uh, even though appearance uh, doesn't count much, but it helps. <laughs> Jewelry and clothes doesn't count much, but it helps. It truly helps. Yeah. Like new, you know? Like I just started now, fresh, you see? That's why I took care of the Chinese and all that and do all kind of things and make them happy. And I went in change. I come with you like I haven't done nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm energetic again. And full of new ideas again, and serve you to the full, yeah? Like I haven't known the Chinese exist over there. <laughs> okay, you may continue to sit here, and I will visit another nation, okay? <laughs> Your neighboring tribe. <laughs> Pacify the world. <laughs> you see, uh, I practiced already this morning meditation, yeah. And I take care of my household already, only myself anyway, <laughs> my family. And uh, 
I uh, govern this country. <laughs> Now I pacify the world. <laughs> I go next door. Yeah. Lucky I don't need to pick a running mate, you know. <laughs> I come back. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.